Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jake Kerr and today I'm joined by Jason Miguel, the Bunbury Mayor. Uh, round of applause from everyone. <laughs> you can hear him going ballistic, Jack. Thanks for having me, mate. Pleasure to be here in, your, in the studio. Yeah, Have a great job. Uh, thank you. It's very exciting to uh, have you here, I must admit. I, uh, when I sent, the, sent you the message, I didn't anticipate the response that I got because you were just like, yes, straight away, of course. Am I always happy to help people uh, what they're looking to trying to do and you're trying to build a bit of a uh, setup here. So happy to get around it. And when you said you want to come on and talk about Bunbury, mate, more than happy to. I love talking about Bunbury. It's a great oh, place. Dude, this is a thing. I feel like everyone, because I'm 30 in December, you're 31. 31, mate. Yeah. Right. So we'd be, you'd probably relate to this thing that everyone feels like they have to leave. Yeah, well, look, I did it. I'm one of those people, you know, left, finished school and you go, I want to get out of here. And it wasn't so much getting out of here. It's just when you leave school, live with your parents, you want to go do something else. So I moved to Perth, but I was still playing cricket down here. So coming back every weekend. Yeah. Uh, Perth wasn't for me. Uh, the whole busyness, I just recently come back from London. The whole, I could never see myself living in a city. Yeah. It's just chaos. So down here in Bunbury, it's the lifestyle, you know, local cricket club, work locally like footy locally, golf locally, so everything's within five minutes. So I just love it down here, mate. I think, you know, people give it a bit of a hard time. There's nothing to do. But there is so much to do if you have a look around. Yeah, there's, man. And there's more and more happening. And look, I've got a lot of good friends in Bunbury, uh, a lot of good people in Bunbury. So I'm, I'm never leaving, mate. I love it here. And I think more and more people are starting to see that. Um, there's always that stigma around. You said that. Yeah. For sure that people just want to leave, want to get out of here. But, but we're changing that. And I think there's a lot yeah. of things happening. I think the leave the nest sort of mentality is very common. But it's interesting the amount of people who do, and I'm like, I'm no better. I did the exact, exact same thing. I lived in uh, like overseas and, you know, over east and stuff for bits and pieces. And then you just, you always end up coming back. Yeah. That's no, the thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and that's good. And always encouraged. I'd never, I'd, even when coaching some of the young blokes or talking to some of the young guys at cricket and they're talking about doing this, I'd still encourage everybody to get out and have a look around and, and live somewhere else and explore, go traveling, do what yeah. you need to do. It's important. Definitely. Um, you know, you live, you live your whole life in one spot, you're probably going to go, this isn't, you know, you don't get out there. But at the end of the day, I've done that now. I've loved that that part of life, but I don't ever see myself leaving Bunbury. It's just it's yeah. perfect for me here. Family's here, friends are here. This is where I'm staying. I think one thing you realize from traveling, especially if you go like around the world, it is perfect here. It's everything we need. It's got the country town feel to it, where yeah. you, you know everybody you know knows each other. Sometimes that's a bad thing because you end up saying something and somebody else knows such and such. But yeah. that that dynamic, if you need a hand, you ring someone up, they'll come help you. Yeah, um, it's good. But it's but it's big enough for a city where you've still got the things we need. We have got some cool pubs. We got plenty of restaurant opportunities you know, or that kind of thing. So you can do what you would need to do. But it's that small country town in a, in a city feel. Yeah, there's definitely that. I've always explained it like when people ask what Bunbury's like, I'm like, well, it's small enough to know everyone, but somehow big enough to walk down the street and people treat you like they don't know you. Yep. You yep. know? Sometimes I do it on purpose, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a black ink thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I certainly get that as well, mate. But um, no, as I said, mate, I love it. And it's, it's gone from strength to strength. And uh, look, it's just, it's, there's so many, so many good things happening. Bunbury's got pretty cool in the past two years. Like, I feel just with that jetty extension on Jetty Road, just like, I feel like just the road's getting nicer just recently. Yeah, know? well, we can, we can do what we can do. And I think you look at some of the, the young people who are investing money in here. And I know we were just talking about Last Slice earlier and they're down there and spent some money on the bar. Yeah. Good friends of mine, which helps a bit. So a bit of a plug for them, of course, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, they, they've spent a significant amount of money getting that place up, Brooklyn across the road things like lost bills that there are at least seems that like younger people here yeah people like yourself as well getting into business and trying some new things which just makes that vibe a bit more interesting to be around the place rather than just being old school businesses this is what we do and, and off you go i think we're a little bit uh, we've got the advantage because we can go to melbourne 
and see things that are working and bring them back to Bunbury and people have their mind blown because sure. you know we don't like I don't it's not that we don't have culture I just think we have delayed culture but uh, old uh, WA time Nana that's Stone right Oak, I think and we get a lot of flack around that for being behind the rest of the world but sometimes it's not the, not the worst thing because no. you, you're exactly right you go look at what has happened elsewhere in the world and make decisions on that and that, I think that's what you're always going to do is you got the opportunity to see what's happening and then go well that works do this or do that and, and COVID showed that as well um, we're a long way behind in COVID compared to Europe or America and other developed countries where yeah. we, you know, a lot of people got a lot of slack with the, with the lockdowns. But, you know, we were so lucky that we were able to probably set up where we are and, and do what we can. And being so isolated helps. Yeah. But, you know, we're able to look at what else has happened around the world and say, well, that works. Let's do it. Or this doesn't work. Let's, let's do let's that. Let's avoid and, it. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think we are lucky in some ways. Uh, you, know, you don't always need to be in front of the curve. You don't reinvent yeah. the wheel. You take what works and, and make some slight adjustments and, and away you go. 100%. You're saying uh, the, uh, there are a lot of people, a lot of young people getting into business. And I think what we're seeing is like, not weird expression, but we're just seeing different expression. There's something about Bunbury individuals that are like, a, a good example is Giuseppe. I don't know if you know Giuseppe, he does all the murals around yeah, town. Yeah, he works with Joe Day, yeah, yeah. Amazing, yeah. you know, and like a product of Bunbury. And like yeah. not floating my own boat, but I really try and push like, you know, my image as much as I can, whatever that is, I'm figuring out along the way. But it's like, when I look, when I objectively stand back and look at it, it's like, hmm, that's got a weird taste of Bunbury in it. Yeah. You know, I think Bunbury's got a really cool uh, nature of like producing these kids who want to make cool stuff and do cool things. Yeah, uh, it, it is. <clears throat> he does some great stuff. Um, you know, we had Andrew Fraser down here doing some stuff yeah, as yeah, well, yeah. of course. So, and I know that that's extended now. It's some really good programs that the council are doing with the schools and yep. Bunbury High being one of those. I know they got they painted some murals out on the jetty road, got the kids down there and said, right, here's an empty space. Do what you kind of do what really? you want to do. So have a look at that. Yeah, down jetty road. Andrew Fraser helped them down there. Yep. But it's about, because you know, that's, that's the beauty of having kids who are learning that stuff. Get them in early and get them getting an interest in that. Yeah, 100%. I think a lot of that is just exposure. I was having this conversation the other day that I feel that, I, I think this is more a me problem than the, than the education system problem, but I feel like get kids doing stuff like with their hands while they're still in school so they get a feel for it. And like, especially in the creative scene, because I think if you're a creative, sometimes you've got this, uh, what would you call it? Like program in your head where you don't see a viable option to monetize it in the future. No, uh, absolutely, mate. Yeah, and, I mean, I was, a, I was a BCC boy student, um, so slightly different aspect but i've got to give a plug for bummery high because i've been up there in recent times and they are so good at doing that and yeah. they, their creative industries is amazing um they've got some great partnerships with ecu and they've got some great partnerships with industry where because you know not everybody's going to go to university and, and get them into that state and they're yeah. doing some really really good things uh, uh mark mike Sna snagra their uh, principal there mate, yeah. he's doing some amazing things so i think that and that's what you're exactly right trying to get kids who might not be studying or going to university well what do they want to do and let them try some stuff and off they go. And they've been working closely with ECU and their WAPA program, yep. um, Creative Arts, and there, there are some. And I, that's never been my area. Creative Arts is, is my certainly lowest skill. Yeah, but yeah. I'm starting to appreciate I have to appreciate it now. I've got a lot of these things, but mate, seeing some, what some people can do and, and what, they're, what they're able to do, we've we got to celebrate that for sure. Yeah, I actually didn't realise. I'm very familiar with Jetty Road because we, I'm part of a, like, what are they called? Social social Bunbury skating, I think we're called. Yep. And we meet down there twice a week at Jetty Road and right. just skate up and down right. on rollerblades and roller skates. It's awesome. We're starting to get a really good turnout. So I'm very familiar with that art and it's bloody mind-blowing to think it's, it's good, students. Yeah, yeah. And on the right there, mate, it's an old water station or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Up there. So it was, uh, I think it was just orange at one stage and they got in there and painted it up and it looks good. You can Super see it from cool. the other side of Combiner and yeah, we're looking at, at projects. Whenever we've got an opportunity around that, we'll say, what can we do with this? So. Oh, 
tell me, I don't know, I don't even know if I'm meant to know this, that area near Birth 1, um, near the Landback Wharf there, yep. that car park in there, is that meant to be something super cool in the future or is that just going to be... Look, it's, uh, so that's all owned by the state government, so they're, they're now doing that stage three, I think it is, of the waterfront, redoing the rest of the road out there. Yep. And the future plans is what do we do with that area out there? So currently they're redoing, the first step is redoing the boat ramp out there. It right. was too steep. Yep. Uh, a lot of the smaller boat, a lot of the boats that were coming in were having problems. So they're going to redo that boat ramp and actually put some facilities out there, right. toilet block and whatnot. Yep. And then you've got the old sheds, they're all out there as well. So they're currently deciding, well, what do we do with this space out here? Are we pulling these sheds down and looking at development opportunities? Yep. Um, I think some of the suggestions have been, well, do we leave one of these sheds? And that could be a really good area for, you know, bigger outdoor show or oh, showcase area. So, so cool. Number of things. The state government are running all that project, um, but they're, they're, kind of, they're always looking for feedback. So, but yeah, right now the works out there are that that um, that boat ramp, which hopefully, I'm not sure if we'll be ready for summer or not, but um, that'll obviously try and take some pressure off the, the yeah, one, yeah, yeah. one in the inner harbour that we're not in the inner harbour in the inlet, which gets a lot of traffic going. Through. Yeah, it's crazy how many boats. You, you sit there at like 8.30 on a Saturday morning or 5.30 on a Saturday morning, it's nuts. Yeah, well, <laughs> and that area is going to be so busy in summer now with the splash park going on there. So yeah. uh, ideally, we get a lot of that th those boats out to take the, the pressure off, and, yeah. and away you go. And hopefully, I, I could see it, on, it may be wrong, but the vision would be that the inner harbour becomes more of a recreational use and yeah. your boats are all going out through the outer harbour. So you can have your rowing and paddle boarding, whatever you need to do right, to the right. inlet, and your boats can all go out through the outer harbour. Makes the most sense. That um, going back a, a conversation, keeping one of those sheds makes sense because, like, obviously Bunbury is based around being a town that has a has a um, port, and so much of our uh, income or you know import and export is, was primarily there to begin with. Yeah. So keeping those sheds would almost or a shed would be. Yeah, it's essential. Yeah, so the Yard of Harbour hardly use the, the berth out there now. So yeah. I think the plan is, well, when they expand or when they don't need to use that, utilise that berth out there anymore, then that could be used for, for community purposes. But those conversations between the Port Authority and the State Government will continue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I, just having, sometimes having big big spaces, you know, if we wanted to have a, a boat show or whatever it may be out there, you've got all that space. Yeah. So until the time that there's development ready, I mean, right now I don't think the demand's probably there, but if all of a sudden we had hotel groups knocking down the because imagine having a 10-story hotel that'd be yeah. pretty cool as well mate but that's not probably a, a near future thing so let's utilize it while we can that is the other the other thought is like i would love to stay in that hotel and <laughs> i would love to be the owner of that hotel those two perspectives i completely understand as a bunbury resident i feel like i wouldn't love seeing that as a hotel yeah that, well it's not in the plans yet mate. yeah, yeah it's a future conversation there, so, isn't it yeah i think so that, man that, that's what they're trying to get the feedback on anyway and yeah. what, what's going to be the use out there and as I said, that that'll work through the process as it does. Mm. I know one thing's for sure, you, you know, come a, an event or something going on in Bunbury, actually just like a warm like weekend night, you can't get a room at any hotel in Bunbury at the moment. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it is. It is. There has been a little bit of interest, uh, been a few discussions at the moment with a couple of hotel groups who are looking at a couple of sites. So yeah. really hoping we can sort of develop those and push those along because it is crazy. And well, not unfortunately, it's great for the local industry that a lot of the hotel rooms are being taken up by, by trades and the, that's the work. right. So a lot of work's going on, um, which yeah, makes it, and yeah, whenever there's an event, I can always guarantee all of summer, you'll be at 99% capacity. Oh, I'm going to Airbnb this back room for sure. Mate, I'll rent it out. Mate. I'm going to feel like 35 here. people in here. <laughs> <laughs> From the sounds of what you're telling me earlier, we probably had 35 people here at one stage. Oh dude, in the past month, there's been more than 35 <laughs> people here. <laughs> yeah, no, so it's it's great for the, for the local industry at the moment but um certainly creating that hopefully that creates the demand for someone to come in and spend some money here yeah definitely 
Now, I can't go without forgetting the skate park is absolutely nuts. Yeah, well, you, you mentioned you're a skater, so good to see you. Good to hear from a skating perspective as well, because I'm not a skater. Yeah. Um, but look, it's it's probably gone bigger than expectation. Definitely gone bigger than expectation. Yeah. It was. Uh, it started as a um, as a bit of a thought bubble. In fact, I'll never forget uh, John Dixon coming into council at a council meeting some five years ago and basically delivering, saying we need to put a skate park in. And we had all these stats and had a little bit of state. A very good, a very good talker, uh, John Dixon. And yeah. I remember the question went back to him. So, well, how big are you talking here? And his comment was, mate, this has got to be bigger than Bustleton's. That was it. That was his only comment. Wow. And it started as a skate park, got the youth youth advised, uh, youth committee involved and said, what are we looking here? And it grew from, well, it's not just a skate park. It's about a precinct and yep. you, know, you got your parkour and all those things are, you know, starting to become bigger and bigger. When I was growing up, I think skaters were maybe more for the, uh, bit, bit of the rougher crowd at the side. It was probably a smaller thing. But yeah. it's, it's, you go down there now and there's kids all over the place on scooters and it's bikes wild. and skaters and... Mate, it's fantastic, and it's creating. You know, we talk about trying to make Bunbury a destination. I think it is for families now. You got a young kid in Perth, and you're looking for the weekend. You go, oh, I can take the kids down to Barcelona again and go on the beach, or let's go have a look at the yeah, yeah, and yeah. bring them down there. And I, I can just see that during the school holidays is going to be bananas, mate. The early opening when, because I think they opened it, whatever it was, like ten days early or something to yep. match the um, beginning of the school holidays. That first day was absolute mayhem. It was so cool to see because yeah. like, you forget that that many people actually are in Bunbury. For sure. We actually sent one of our, we sent a staff member down um, the week, second week of the school holidays because it actually come from someone suggested and said, oh, what kind of people are going down there? So I asked the staff and said, can we send someone to do a survey? Um, and they went down there, was running the numbers. I think on the Monday they had like 400 uh, survey results. The Thursday they had 800 survey results. So wow. this was over at like two hour period. They weren't getting everybody. Yeah. I think for the week it was about 1500 or whatever it was, maybe a bit more. And it just showed the stats. And um, it was only about, it was about 30% of the people down there were outside the Southwest region. So people come from Perth, Rockingham. And right. I was sort of asking about that and the overall feedback was incredible. So, you know, and that's in the middle of a winter school holidays when it's been over for a week. So School, the summer school holidays, our actual fish opening yep. is going to be the summer school holidays. I think it's the 7th of October. Over a weekend, they're doing a full-on event, skating events. You might have to enter in, mate. You might be half a chance. Dude, that's not my thing, but <laughs> but yeah. It, well, that's the thing. I was going to say that just now. Like I'm, So I'm actually a speed skater by like right. sport. Yep. So I was, a, I was, you know, for lack of better words, a professional speed skater for about 12 months at the end of my career. So I'm very just flat track sort of stuff, but right. we always make a thing at the end of the skate. We'll go check out the skate park and you know, if anyone's confident, they jump on there as well. But we can go there at like 8.30 on a Thursday night and there'll be kids that are, you know, 15, 14, just shredding, yep. you know? I think it's a great case of build it and they will come. Yeah, you for know? sure. And I look back, uh, as I said, I'm not a skater, but I know the last Olympics and the young Aussie who won the gold medal in, in the skateboarding and like, it just, I was watching every bit of it and you're just getting around and it was, it was pretty cool to watch. and. Uh, that's that's a, that's going to be a big thing going into yeah. the future. So we've got these kids with pretty extreme talent, and dude, they, a lot of these kids, they're like they're not just super. Obviously, they're like they're good at balance and all that. They're athletes. Mm. Like you see these kids stretching and stuff before they start skating. It's like, and I think that's like you said before when we were growing up, skating was definitely like a you didn't brush your teeth sort of activity. And yeah. now 
It's like you can have a kid that's super smart who skateboards because it's it's a sport. It's not just a hobby. Olympic event, mate. Yeah, it's, yeah, event. and speed skating still isn't. Uh, <laughs> we'll get there, mate. We'll get there. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it's great. As I said, the, the opening weekend is going to be absolute bananas. So yeah. looking forward to that. And the, I know during school holidays and during summer, the team will plan all kinds of events down there and it'll, it'll go off. You feel like you are as excited about that as what I get about things in my business. <laughs> well, it's just, it's good to see because as we said earlier, we, we cop some flack about things that aren't happening or people that are not having here. So I don't think we celebrate our successes enough and we should be saying, like, how good is this? It's just great. So yeah. I just love to, you know, it's it's, it's easy to get excited about it because it's a good thing. And we're, yeah. and, um, we're not just trying to, yeah, it's just it's the same thing. You go past there at any stage, you see it packed out and you just think to yourself, well, that was a good decision. I don't even know when we made the decision back four years ago, we started the process. We got a, little, a few knockers. It, it was mainly positive, but... You know, it was quite a few people weren't happy with the location, so that's the worst location you could pick. You know, they oh. could be used for this or that. Um, got a lot of people who knock us about the cost and, and what's going to happen, the antisocial behaviour. So, you know, it's good to see now. And, and a lot of them come, have spoken to me now and said, look, I'm, I'm going to tell you, Jason, we didn't think it was a good decision at this time, but we're really like, we're so glad it's happened. So Unreal. I guess sometimes you just, you know, you have a crack and get on and do something and, and see how it comes out. And you've got to, if you don't do anything, well, and that I think that was my moving point because you're not wrong that is prime real estate and it would be ideal for some development in there but the place has been vacant for 50 years so oh, and well, also let's get on and do something skating with it. next to the water are you kidding me yeah that's scarborough vibes that's venice beach vibes yeah. you yeah. know you got your, your entry statement into bunbury now combana drive you know combana on the right the work's going on at discovery parks uh hopefully when the state government keep moving they'll they'll do some stuff out there at the mangrove cove um, it's a pretty cool entry statement to Bunbury. So, so you're coming cool. here for a first time, you're like, this is, this is not bad. Oh, the Norfolk here. Pines going past yeah. your cars, you're driving in. It's so beautiful. It's good, isn't it? I still get that feeling. Like, you want a, you want a fun feeling. It's as the sun's coming up, driving down Combana Drive into the city. I love that. Yeah, it's good. The it's smell good. of the wood chips and stuff. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> that's what's up. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's really good. So, mate, it's great. How did you end up doing this? Getting into there? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's been a bit of a journey now. As I said, I left left school, went to Perth, did some studies in Perth as accounting. Um, I moved back, no real idea what I wanted to do. Yep. Um, was actually working at Vodafone, selling phones there for a while. Hell did that yeah. For about a year. Um, what phones were hot at the time you were working at Vodafone? Oh, geez, that was a while ago. I think iPhones had just started rolling out. So you would have sold Razor flip phones for uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, Razor. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, mate, mate, <laughs> and at the time, Vodafone, and I don't know what it's like these days, but it was pretty bad service down here. Yeah. So you'd sell up a package, sell a plan. Yeah, it's going to be good. And then uh, six hours later, they'd come back and go, mate, this phone doesn't work in my house. I'm like, oh, no worries, mate. Do a refund and off you go. So <laughs> You know what? You're absolutely right. Yeah. It doesn't. <laughs> Check the old coverage map. Well, it tells us it's meant to work, but... Yeah, so look, it's um, it's been a bit of a journey from there. As I said, I, I didn't know what I was doing with studies. I think I might have been putting studies on, on hold. Yeah. Um, but ended up getting a, a job. At a, like I was work, playing cricket, still at the same career club, and a couple of life members at the club said, what are you doing? I said, they said, well, you're studying accounting, weren't you? Why don't you come down and do some work for us? So I worked for Eastman & Co., who I'm still with. Yeah. Working, well, working one or two days a week now and, and doing yep. a lot of this stuff. But yeah, that was the journey. And then as that kicked off, I got involved in our career club, become president down at Colts Career Club. Right. Uh, and we were doing some work at the club. And I remember my cousin was on council at the time. And uh, he sort of said, I'll oh, come along to a couple of council meetings. We're doing a few renovations at the club as well, which yep. we technically shouldn't have done. We just put some retaining walls on and all this kind of stuff. Right. The council come down and said, you can't do this. So I had, no idea. Forgiveness mate, yeah, than... no, yeah, mate, I had no idea what local government even was. I had no interest in politics. I was just going about my stuff. And so my cousin was on council and he came and said, oh, come have a look at what's going on here. We're going to a couple of meetings and he said, there's an election come up. You should get involved. 
at the time, it's a bit of a different scenario now, but at the time, so my cousin was 23, and the next youngest elected member would have been probably 60. Naturally. So it was a very, it was a very, uh, very different dynamic. So, so I put my hand up to run for council, got elected. That was eight years ago. Very naive. Like, I just remember the first council meeting, and you're talking about these different planning schemes and R codes, and I was mate, no idea what this stuff was. Yeah. But I uh, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed trying to have a say on what I thought was a good idea or a bad idea at the time. Whether people listen or not, it didn't matter. We, yeah. had, we vote on things, and I really actually started to enjoy that democracy part of thing and having a discussion and going, well, I think this is the voice, or this might be the view. So I was on council for four years, um, got re-elected. You serve a four-year term as elected member, so I got re-elected four years later, and at the time, council was probably a little bit uh, divided uh, from a political sense. It should be It's non-political, local government most of the time, but there was a candidate running for the deputy mayor role and, and uh, or two candidates running for deputy mayor both sides of politics okay so and there was uh, so council elects their own deputy mayor so 13 elected members I think I was probably going to be the swing vote on the deputy mayor vote and then a couple of elected members said actually Jay should make a really good deputy mayor and someone nominated me and uh, got elected as deputy four Unreal. years ago so yeah. served under Gary the previous mayor last time and Gary was incredibly knowledgeable in local government had yeah. been a previous CEO so Working with him pretty closely was very, very good. Um, he knew everything about local government effectively, so yeah. great to work with him for four years. And uh, the whole time, you know, halfway through that term, he made it very clear he wasn't rerunning, and he sort of he was indicating a few times that you know you, you should have a crack, Chase. Obviously, obviously, he was doing more and more accounting at this work, so I got to about where we at now. Probably 18 months ago, when election time was getting nearer, and uh, sort of had to make a decision: do I carry on doing more accounting work, or do I um, yeah, take this role? So. And I remember driving around, I was in Alice Springs actually, I got a good friend out there in Alice and um, I was driving around in a, in a van with my missus and we were talking about it, about what we're going to do and uh, I said, well, now's probably as good as ever. And I, at the time, agreed that there was a lot happening with Bunbury. Yep. Um, now's a good time to try and get involved and have a run. So yeah, nominated for the mayor role and got elected in a fairly close election. Wow. Wow. That, that position where you're like, do I keep accounting or do I, do I go for the mayor position? is bizarre. I feel like if you're having that conversation with yourself, you have to go for the bizarre option. Well, I think as a lot of, and a few people, I spoke to a lot of people, a lot of people encouraged. Some people said, look, you can always come back to local government and do this later on. You know, that's what a lot of people do when they retire, maybe get in a mayoral role and, and do this or do that. But, right. you know, as I said, what a great opportunity now. I've had four years of experience, um, a lot happening, a good time to be part of something. Yeah. Um, let's have a crack. So It's also the back end of COVID. Yeah, yeah, well, that's maybe a good thing, really. It should be ticking off. So, yeah, look, I just think it was, I think it, at the end of the day, I'm glad, I'm very glad I did it. Uh, yeah. it's, it's been great. And uh, I still am doing some accounting work anyway. I didn't want to just walk away from all the clients I've had for, for 10 years. So, right. it's keeping me very busy at this stage. But I was uh, surprised when it. I found out that you had uh, like work that you're doing outside of that. Because, I mean, I know this takes every minute of every day. So, I'd assume that being the mayor would be a. Yeah, you're very busy, especially this time of year, tax time, mate. A lot of people, and, oh, and yeah, for those who are chasing your tax returns at the moment, no, I'll get there in a moment. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I've got to do an interview first. So. If, if you're a new customer, don't come to <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we've now got a couple more accountants in the firm now anyway, so a bit of handballing going on as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, look, I, I think and a few people will say, oh, you must be so busy, but you know, we're pretty young now anyway, so I'd much rather just crunch out work and do some work while I can. I still live a pretty good lifestyle as well yep. when I can. And a lot of the mayoral duties is going to different events anyway, which is, you know, you're still getting that social aspect in your life and doing right. some things don't really want to go, but you go along and um, look, it, it's it's all good fun. 
How interesting. So what's the uh, gap between your age and the next youngest mayor that we've had? In Bunbury? Yeah. Uh, I imagine a fair bit, mate. <laughs> I can't think of any mayor who'll be younger than 50-odd, than but um, you'd have to go back sometimes. So. That's such a powerful thing. Like, I feel like just having... Obviously, there's a lot of perspective that comes with age. I think there's a shitload of perspective that comes with not having the experience of age, you know? I think you're not burdened by, you know, oh, this hasn't worked in the past or I don't think that I don't agree with this because of the things I've seen. When you're young, you're like, let's let's build the bigger skate park. Yeah, you know? oh, for sure, mate. And I think I'd, I see it as an advantage and disadvantage, exactly what you said, and I think even ticking along, a, a disadvantage is not maybe having the life experience, but then, yeah, the advantage is going, well, just because it hasn't worked, let's, let's crack it, let's have a go. So yeah. I, I, pretty, I think it's a, a good opportunity. And I tell it, so I think I'm still naive enough or at least uh, patient enough to go, well, I'm happy to listen to all opinions. I, I, I'd never put my head up and say, well, I know this is the right way to do things. I'm happy to go, well, what, what do we think there? Let's listen to it all and make a decision and let's go with that. So, which is pretty important. I think you need to do that in the yeah. role. You've got to talk to people who've been through it. Um, but yeah, they might say, well, you can't do this because it's never worked before, but have we tried doing it a different way? So, yeah. and I, having a bit of a business background as well through accounting, I think sometimes we've got to look at that differently and going, well, well government's always done this, and that's what they've done, but uh, should we be doing it? Should we be doing it differently? So, yeah, look, it's um, I said it's exciting. I'm really enjoying it, and uh, hopefully we're, we're trying to make some good decisions. I think it's cool that you've got an accounting background because that gives you an idea of like the heartbeat of small and medium business and large business, I don't know, in Bunbury. So you understand what, what like, really matters, you know? Yeah, well, well, and that's why I think still being in the role was, was important to me as well, accounting role, is that you know I can talk to some of my, my clients and... I can, we can be out there doing the community consultation and getting all this feedback and this is right and then you sit down with a couple of business clients they're like, that's a stupid decision. You're like, oh, right, okay. Well, so they, cause they're, yeah. the, they're the ones actually run the business so sometimes don't get involved in the whole community consultation but you might hear it you know, straight up from some, from some people. So still good to have that insight and certainly from, from the business point of view as well because business people think differently on how accounts make decisions. We've got to make yeah. community-minded uh, decisions, of course, but business people go, well, if, that's, if we make a decision which is going to affect them in a certain way, rates is always a big one, of course, um, yeah. and we do that. So yeah, it's good to have that finger on the pulse sometimes. There's a million decisions that have to be made all the time as well, isn't there? There is. There is. And uh, look, uh, sometimes uh, a lot of people agree with them. Sometimes people don't agree with them. And we cop some slack over those and look, sometimes we, we're going to make mistakes, recognise that as well. But uh, most important thing we do as elected members, because it's myself and, and 12 elected members, of course, yeah. uh, we go through the data and information in, in front of us and try and make the decision that we think is best at the time. Uh, so I can look back on some of the things we've done and said, well, now in hindsight, maybe we couldn't do that or shouldn't have done this. But um, look, it's we, we do what we can at the time. And I think it's a very good group of elected members we've got right, right. now. It's a, yeah. it's a wide range. Reti some retired, some still working. Some with some low government background, some yep. without. It's just a, it's a very good mix. Do you have a um, good representation of youth in local government at the moment? Do you think? Uh, it's certainly getting better. Um, there's a couple at the moment. That there's a bit of a mix. There's certainly no young young. Yep. Um, I think uh, I'm just trying to think of the youngest at the moment. I'd, I'd, I'd be the youngest member on the on the council. So. It'd be nice that we got a really good youth advisory committee. Yeah, uh, and the, you were the, on the youth advisory committee. I, I wasn't on the youth advisory committee. I sat. I, I was when I was on council. I was on there as a uh, elected member just to help with some guidance. Oh, but okay. Now we, we got a great yak. Call himself youth advisory committee at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, an incredible uh, youth mayor, Michaela. Uh, so I've been and I've been trying to encourage to get them more and more involved in what we're doing. So in fact, they got a meeting. I say Wednesday. Yeah, they got a meeting yeah. this afternoon about 
they're making some recommendations about the youth precinct, the building there, the cool. public building, about yep. what how, what that future looks like. That what is the plan for that building? Well, that's what the youth advisory are going to. Oh, it's a question so, mark at the yeah, moment. Yeah, we, we've sort of we've sort of asked them to go away and do some work with us and, and make a recommendation back to council. Yep. So trying to give them more and more influence on what we do, rather than us saying, "Oh, it'd be really good if we put this there." Well. These are the guys who are down here all the time. Let's yeah, see what they yeah, think. Yeah. So they'll, they'll, they've done some work. They'll make sort of some recommendations. And I think they've asked to see the recommendation of NIOS asked the CEO to do a um, sustainability report on what they've asked for. Because I think a few of the things they've asked for are fantastic, but uh, might be pretty costly. Yeah, so yeah, we've got to work through and go, well, yeah, happy to do this, but what else can we do? And, and it says at the end of the day, um, we've got to make that place great. So if it costs a few bob, we'll figure it out. We'll yeah. yeah. So say, uh, before I get to this question, actually, how did you do like in in uh, school, like high school? Um, I actually loved school, to be honest. Yeah, it was uh, I, I had a great time. I'm very lucky. I went to school with a lot of good people, and I didn't care so much for school. I just sort of went through the motions a bit. I scored quite well, um, but I, I wasn't a studier, and I wasn't didn't do that. I, I was always maths. Always picked up maths pretty well. Interesting, yeah, 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 which probably led to my career. So very lucky in that world. But I just I like school for the social thing more than anything. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, scored. Uh, did my TA and got into got into university there. So so scored pretty well um, at school. But as I said, it was more from a social thing, and I just I just enjoyed it. Uh, so you, you kind of do sometimes do better when you're enjoying stuff. So. Yeah, for sure. I think it just comes. You hit more of a flow state when you're like. I, it's not that I love doing the work, but I don't mind the people I'm doing it with. So yeah, I'll do the work. You yeah, know. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> absolutely so yeah but in terms of like studying now i know when you finish your accounting degree you can go on and do um yeah uh um the further qualifications that you can do but yep. uh I've, I've got no interest in going back and doing any further studies to be honest i'm at a stage now where i said i don't want to do anything someone said oh you can do this and do an mba or do this and i said mate i don't want to do that anymore I've done yeah, my studies. Yeah, yeah. like i still i, I now I, I just do some stuff that I want to do and learn about things you want to learn about rather than having yeah. to go get another piece of paper which says you can do this or can't do yeah, that. Yeah, that's crazy, hey. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I think the whole dynamics changed too. When I was at school, everybody was basically forced into you've got to get TA, you've got to score well because you, if you don't miss this, but I believe that dynamics changed a bit now. You've got so many pathways and mate, you don't know what you want to do when you're 16 or 17 years old. So do you? why do you put so much pressure on yourself yeah. to, to get a good mark or do this and then say, I've got to do that? Like, some of some of the most interesting people I know um, are still changing their careers and still changing their studies. This is the thing, like I, what I was saying before, I felt like I feel like I wasted probably eight years trying to fit into the normal system when I realized like, oh, you're just a creative person. Mm. Stop trying to like have this nine to five job that just go figure out how to monetize creativity. And like now I hear of uh, a younger brother of a mate of mine telling me about some of the stuff he gets to do with like just creative stuff like digital, um, like re just digital stuff basically. Yeah. If I had had that, oh, I'd be a millionaire by now. It'd all be over. You <laughs> know what I mean? You're too early, mate. You're oh, too early. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so say say a uh, young person is, maybe they're just doing average at school, but obviously uh, that's probably, my, my point is how do they get into a position where they can actually have a say in what's going on in Bunbury, even if they don't feel like they're the most academically Mate, academics got nothing about it, mate. You yeah. just say, well, for the local government role, if you're interested in the place, certainly the Youth Advisory Committee, if you're still at school, yeah. Uh, even if you're a young person and anybody, I would encourage to get involved in local government. Um, you know, with local, we have elections every two years. Yeah. Uh, so October will be the next one, not this one next year. But yeah, mate, and you don't have to be, you don't have to be a super intelligent person or person or an academic person because. As you mentioned, we probably local government probably has missed the creative arts side of things for a yeah. long time because we haven't had that representation. Where 
we need that. We should have people on there. Some are super smart. You gotta have the smart people, of course. They're, they're the ones who might be able to help you. But you know, they'll think in a certain way, and I, I, that's why I try and encourage our elected members to have you know, this person is very well known in this area or that area. And if they're making a point on a particular item, well, this person knows what they're talking about. Let, let's hear from yeah. them. So you need to have that rep, and then hopefully your elected members also taken on board about well. This person is clearly that creative industry person. Let's listen to right. them. So it's um yeah, I'd encourage as many people to get involved as they can because you know, in the end of the day, if you're interested in your city, you should be. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think maybe there's a little bit of like that stigma we're talking about. I feel like, I don't know, I don't know. My finger isn't quite on the pulse like it used to be because obviously I'm getting older and you know, for every year you get away from being a teenager, you realize like you're actually gaining two years or three years somehow. Yeah. But with that said, I think the idea of Bunbury being a cool place like these kids are having their teenage years in a place that looks awesome and there's stuff happening all the time. So I think that real like love for Bunbury is, is going to be tied into the culture a lot more as time goes on. I hope so, mate. So there's always going to be that thing. You leave school, you want to get out of home. But yeah, hopefully now people might get out of home, got, stay in Bunbury. They're happy to stay here and, yeah, and yeah. stay in Bunbury or go to Perth or whatever it may be. Or the other aspect is... Um, we become a destination where maybe kids in Perth who, who are, are going to get away from home get out of the nest oh. and move to Bunbury. So, or you know, country kids as well. ECU are doing some pretty cool things and it's been a bit of, I wouldn't say criticism, but a big push recently. We need to have a bigger u- university offer more stuff. But, you know, I think ECU are doing some incredible things out there and their nursing uh, school is so well considered and so well, you know, reputable. So, Interesting, okay. start focusing on what's important to us and go, well, that's all right. We can drag people in and go, I want to go to ECU because it's, you know, the greatest nursing school in, in the Southwest or in Australia or whatever it may be and expand that way. So, yeah. you know, have a niche market which brings people in or have the creative industries and say, well, let's bring people in who want to get out of the city and, and have that lifestyle living out here yeah. right here on your doorstep. So Interesting. And COVID, just speaking about COVID earlier, I think that's been good for it. There's been a lot of people, like my brother's a few years older than me, at that age group who probably either come back to Bunbury during COVID, be with family or uncertain about where they are in the world right. or overseas. And then they recognise that, hang on, you can actually work from home here. Or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I can work yeah. from here, or I just find a job here and this is all right. So I think COVID's been good in that way because you come back to a lifestyle. You can still work the, the, the high-profile jobs around the world, but yeah. live basically a metre made it from the beach and at a and pretty also, good price, mate. You can make some serious money in this town with not a lot of uh, not a lot of experience or um, what's the word? Uh, you know, like specific knowledge. Yeah, yeah, for sure, mate. If, if you're good at what you are, mate, you, you'll go well. And there's so much happening right now, and there's yeah. a lot of money being spent from the government, from private enterprise. So, yeah, it's a it's a booming sort of little area, and it's a good time to, to get involved for sure. What are you excited about in like the next twelve months? What's something that you're looking forward to? Um, the next 12 months, as I mentioned earlier, a bit of a sneak peek about some, some of the hotels. Um, there's there's one or two. There's, there's currently the one that's been, it was publicised next to the Lighthouse Hotel. Massive big block there. Okay. Uh, that's all been signed off in terms of them working through their DA. So it was a heads of agreement into a sale negotiation. But of course, they've got to hit a few targets along the way. Yep. Speaking with them recently, they're, them like everyone else are having some, some cost escalations in what yep. they're doing. So they're redoing their plans. I can't wait till we get a shovel on the ground there to actually see things happen because unfortunately, Bunbury's had a lot of things where we've had almost there and it's never gone over the line. So oh, okay. if we can see stuff like that, um, there's another one that's sort of ticking along. If we can sort of see one of those actually get off off the ground, mate, it just, it'll just kick off again what's already happening. So super keen for that. Coming into summer, so many events coming up. Oh, and, yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, just looking forward to warmer, warmer weather. Yeah, <laughs> and, and things that have probably been away for a while. I mean, I've never been a huge uh, GTM fan. The festival scene hasn't really for me, but them coming back 
Um, again, you bring in whatever twenty thousand people. Huge for the event. Uh, I know that speaking with the guys, the um, Irish guys, they're running St. Paddy's Day down here next year, so that gets thirty-five thousand people to St. Paddy's Day in Perth. So, won't imagine we'll be there just yet, but that's going to be something that will just continue to grow. And try yep. and, let's try and put a couple of iconic events in Bunbury, which people go that that's going on. So, said some pretty cool things um, going on. Obviously, the whole. Whole price escalations at the moment making things a bit tougher to see uh, see some development, but yeah, I think things get more expensive every every ten minutes at the moment. It's crazy, and again, maybe that that, that country feel, country town side of things is probably a little bit helpful for us because if you're looking to do a development over here, you might go to your mate. Well, we can sort out there, sort out here, rather than dealing with with big multicultural. So yeah, problem is they've got to, still got to source all the materials, which is where things are getting. That's rough, where the but, cost um, is, yeah, and the transport because we are uh, considered a. Uh, a regional destination which is crazy yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know for sure for sure but now nah, as i said mate some pretty exciting stuff and uh yeah i'm pretty excited about the future yeah hell yeah well look i don't want to hold you up yeah, you have to be somewhere in seven minutes so we oh, better wrap right, this mate. up <laughs> thank you very much mate I was yeah thank you being here, mate. it's been a pleasure didn't get to suck into any of the fireball there mate but uh look we can do a shot from the bottle right now <laughs> you go first go on it's all yours oh you're gonna follow me down are you mate? yeah fucking oh <laughs> It's a brand new one, mate. I don't want to open it up. No, I got it for you. You'll be fine. I did. A, I, in, I was introduced to Fireball in the uh, in the states when I right. travelled around the states, and I, I made a bit of a thing of it. And uh, certainly, uh, was very keen along the way. I'm not can't go straight from the bottle, can I? Mate? Yeah, you can. You're the mayor. You can do anything you want. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that's good. It's good for you, hey. Yeah, pitbull. <laughs> We're past lunchtime anyway, so it's legal. Oh, very good. Maybe I'll get some hairs on my chest now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, mate. It's been a pleasure to be here. Bloody oath, Jace. Cheers. Thanks, Bye.